After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to another edition of Out for the Count. I'm Armando Alvarez, and it is here. It is finally here. Canelo Triple G from Las Vegas, Nevada, the rematch. After months of talk, of, of trash talk, of... Uh, Glenbuterol of, of uh, steroids talk, you know, Triple G saying that he's seen the needle marks on Canelo Alvarez, uh, the two camps going at it, uh, you know, the controversy with the first fight with the scorecards, it is finally here. We don't have to wait anymore. It'll be settled in the ring at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, Triple G, Canelo Alvarez, and what an exciting time to be a boxing fan. The last two years have been full of great fights. Huge fights. This past weekend, we had Sean Porter against Danny Garcia, which we'll talk about a little bit. Um, but Canelo Triple G, man, this is the fight, the fight of the year, just as last year. And what is going to happen? What is going to happen? I mean, this is a, <laughs> the big question mark. Can Triple G win a decision in Vegas? Can he figure out Canelo Alvarez and knock him out? Abel Sanchez saying that they're going to go to the body. They're going to go to the body and try to knock out Canelo Alvarez, kind of like Bernard Hopkins did with uh, Oscar De La Hoya uh, years ago. Uh, on the other hand, Canelo says he's going to be a little more aggressive. He's going to knock out Triple G. We'll see because this is these are two guys with, with very good chins. I mean, these two guys have whiskers. They withstood each other's power in the first fight. They've withstood basically everybody's power that, that they faced. Um, you know, you have to go back years ago when Canelo fought uh, Jose Miguel Cotto. And and he he almost got dropped. Um, but that, that was a long time ago. That was uh, uh, 2010. You have to go that far to find a fight in which Canelo was badly hurt. He was hurt a little bit against Triple G, in my opinion, in, in those middle rounds. Uh, you know, about six, seven, eight, nine. When uh, when Canelo, you know, he kind of stopped because Triple G's power was getting to him. But he wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't in danger of going down. He wasn't in danger of getting knocked out. For for a little bit, I, I thought he might be. But he withstood Triple G's power. And on the other hand, we've all seen the memes. We've all seen the videos. I mean, the people that watch a fight saw it happen live. But, you know, the I, I've seen this video shared so many times. You know, Canelo Alvarez unloading on Triple G's chin. Same punch he knocked out Amir Khan with. And Triple G just walked right through it, literally. I mean, he just turned his face and just, you know, looked at Canelo again and made a beeline straight to him. And Triple G's chin is unreal, unreal, and his power is unreal as well. So, I mean, very, very interesting situation for for this fight. 
Um, I'll tell you my pick a little later. But our Victor Bermudez, he is in Las Vegas, Nevada, where he's been covering the fight the entire week. He sat with both fighters. He's uh, He's been with some legends like Abner Mares, Julio Cesar Chavez, uh, many others. So, Victor, take it away. Let us know what is going on in Vegas. What are the people saying? Off to you. Thank you, Armando. As you mentioned, great atmosphere here in Las Vegas. Some of the biggest and baddest boxers in all the world. We've had a chance to speak to plenty of them. But right now, we have the opportunity of standing with Abed Sanchez, trainer of Gennady Golovkin, the unified middleweight world champion of the world. We're just a few hours away from the weigh-in. How's Triple G feeling? We're going to make that weight. What's it looking like? And, and what are his anticipations towards this fight? Uh, Gennady's feeling great. He's very focused. He made the weight last night, actually. Uh, so this morning, he's probably having breakfast. Uh, I left him in the hotel, uh, and I told him what time to be ready to come back to, to the weigh-in. But uh, he made weight last night. Uh, he's very motivated for this fight. I mean, there's been a exchange of words, some very disrespectful things said on not just, some would say your behalf, your team's behalf, but a lot of their behalf as well. Um, I haven't said anything insulting. I have not said anything that's insulted them other than the truth. Uh, I've uh, been called all kinds of different names. Uh, if I've insulted somebody in a manner that they've insulted me, please tell me and I'll ask for forgiveness. But uh, I've said the truth. The only thing I had an opinion was about that he ran. But all the other things that I've said is things that he's done. The consequences that we've found ourselves on May the 5th were a result of his doings. So if they're bothered by that, then they shouldn't have done it. An athlete at that level should be smarter than that. Speaking of the consequences of the things that you found, um, recently Gennady Golovkin was shown some pictures. And he's noted on there, he, he acknowledged there seems to be some injection marks on Canelo from the previous fight, from the first fight. What did you think when you saw those pictures? Does, does that just pr further prove, hey, this man is dirty. He's a cheater. Well, uh, we can assume that. Uh, we're not doctors. We're, all we can do is uh, just look at what they've sent us. Uh, there was pictures that were sent to us by, by Internet or by uh, mail. All, all, all he's asking is just to make sure that people see, see that, that people are aware of that. Now, you will be the people will be the judge, the public will be the judge on weigh-in day to see if he looks different than he did the first time. Uh, that's for the public to judge and for you guys in the media to judge and to see if uh, you compare one way into the, the next way and see if it is a difference. And then you can make your own assumptions. I had the chance to speak to Gennady Golovkin uh, prior to the final press conference on Wednesday. I asked him if you're both adamant about Canelo being such a cheater and bad for the sport, why take the rematch? Why not just exclude him and say, you're bad for boxing. Why take this rematch if he is a cheater and, he, and you do feel like he did take some steroids in the past? Well, first of all, we had a fight already set up. Uh, we had a Billy Joe Saunders fight set up for this, uh, uh, for this date, actually the 21st of uh, August. But I believe, uh, and so does Gennady and so, so does our team, that a man deserves a second chance. And we made it almost impossible for him to say yes. We made uh, demands that he would probably say no. Uh, but he deserves a second chance. So it's up to him to, to either succumb to those demands or go on with the rest of his career. That's okay. But Canelo and his team and Golden Boy realizes that the only fight that makes sense financially and for the sport is the fight against Golovkin. So in order to redeem himself, they had to come to their senses. Uh, we had a fight set up for Billy Joe Saunders on the 21st of August at the, at the, at the forum. We had everything in place. The only thing was uh, the catch was making sure that this was completely resolved and it wasn't going to happen. 
they came to their senses and they made the fight and uh, he deserves a second chance. Let's see. But again, uh, I think the public needs to be the judge uh, way in day to see what he, what he looks like. We had the chance to speak to not just you, but Golovkin as well, three weeks ago in Los Angeles for the media workout. You were right next to us when we posed a question to Gennady Golovkin. Is Canelo the biggest name in boxing? He immediately laughed, responded, and looked at us and said, please, the biggest name? No, he's the biggest scandal in boxing. You got really animated right behind him and seemed to have agreed with him. Is Canelo the biggest scandal in boxing? I think that he's, he's comported himself in a way of denial. And when you do that, when you don't man up, it becomes a scandal, and he's made it a scandal. Uh, what, what has bothered me and what has bothered our team is that they're trying to sweep it under the rug like it never happened. No, it happened. There's problems in this sport. There's problems in sport, period, but especially in this sport that is not a game. This sport, there's two men trying to hurt each other, and when you give advantages to somebody else like that and you don't uh, reel it in, uh, I think that when something drastic happens when somebody gets hurt, you're going to say, well, we should have done something about that. No, no, let's do something about it now. We know there's a problem. Let's fix it. Uh, so when somebody's trying to sweep it under the rug, we have to be vocal and we have to say things like that. So when he said that scandal, that opened everybody's eyes. That opened everybody's eyes to know that there is a problem. Fix it. Earlier this year in March, when the rematch was set in place and it was supposed to take um, come to fruition in May, obviously that didn't happen because of the, the positive testing. We were there in Los Angeles as well, outside of the Staples Center, and Canelo was very uh, speaking directly to you, saying, you're the one who speaks for your fighter. Triple G doesn't say a word. Then came the positive testing, and then Triple G got a little more vocal. Nothing like what we've seen before. Why, are, why is it that now all of a sudden Triple G seems very animated, seems like he's very vocal and, and has some choice of words for Canelo after when it was normally you who was doing all the talking? Well, a long time ago, uh, Gennady, because of his limited English, asked me to be his mouthpiece, asked me to say the things that he wanted me to say uh, or the things that were relevant to us. Uh, whenever he talks, he seems to give you a generic answer to everything. He doesn't really uh, tell you what he really feels. That's why we've had a translator next to him most of the time since then. Remember. But even, even when he said the things about the injections, every, the way that he said it, everybody assumed that he's the one that said it. What he said was somebody sent them to him in the mail, and, and he was looking at him. The doctors have said, so it's difficult for him to say something because everybody interprets it in the wrong way. Uh, so that's why I've been the one that been, has been speaking. And, the, and, and to answer Canelo, uh, he shouldn't be worried about me. He should be worried about Golovkin. No matter what I say, I'm not the one getting in the ring. It's Golovkin that's getting in the ring. But saying, mentioning that you're, you have been speaking for, for Triple G, those are Triple G's words. That's exactly how he does feel, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't say anything that's gonna, that's gonna, that we can't back up, uh, that, he has not, that we have not discussed. Um, but uh, it's easier for me in the language that I speak to, to say, the, say it in a manner that he means to say it. Uh, when he says it, it's misconstrued. It's always, uh, as when Kovalev says some things, everybody called him a racist. But he, you know, they, they talk in a certain way that it's, it's just misunderstood. A lot of exchange of words. Each fighter feels to seem like they need each other. Uh, Canelo says he needs me. He's nothing without me. Triple G says, hey, I'm the biggest name in boxing for him. Without me, who's he fighting? Who needs this fight more? Who needs each other more? The sport. The sport needs this fight. But uh, you, he, either one can say whatever they want to say. Golovkin made some demands, 
and they bowed down to Golovkin. So they know that the Golovkin fight is the only fight that he can have, not only for the sport, but for monetary reasons too. Uh, he can fight anybody else and not make the kind of money that he's going to make with Golovkin. Same being said with Golovkin fighting somebody else. So it, there has to be two players. They can't just be one. And in this case, they both need each other. But the sport needs it more than anything. A lot has been said about you personally. And Saturday night, it's a huge night for boxing. But it could be a historic night, not just for you, but for Gennady Golovkin. 20 straight title defenses. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. 21. Well, he's trying to break the record. So he's trying to go for Bernard Hopkins' record. It's not just for the sport of boxing. And, and the shots that they have taken at you as far as you being a trainer, on Saturday night, all that could be put to rest with breaking a record that has been around for years. What has, I had, uh, again, we, we spoke to Gennady Golovkin about it. He has it in the back of his mind. He seems to be, it's going to be a big deal for him. And, and he seems they would put him in legendary status up there with some of the greats. Not just him, but what does that say about the work you've done with Gennady Golovkin and the shots that they've taken at you saying, you're no one, you're not a big trainer, you've never trained playing champions, which you have. And now the historic moment that you may have on Saturday night where Gennady Golovkin breaks an all-time record for the middleweight division. Without, without going into numbers, I have one kid in the Hall of Fame. Okay, they made nine defenses. So uh, I've done my part in this sport uh, after 18 world champions and, and, and having another one that's going to go in the Hall of Fame. I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned with uh, what, what anybody says. Uh, what I'm concerned with is that I make sure that my guy fights the fight that the fans expect and that he gives the public, uh, and all of my fighters give the public what they deserve when they buy the ticket. You said... He got off to a slow start in the first fight, Golovkin that is. You want him to come out a little more aggressive. Are we going to see one of those first round, early round knockouts from Golovkin in this fight? No, I don't think so. I think that Canelo's very talented. I think that the fight's going to be a, a, a long fight, uh, depending on the type of fight that Canelo chooses to fight. Um, we're going to attack. We're going to go for the knockout. We're going to try to wear him down, uh, as he's always done. Uh, Canelo's got the pressure and the onus on him to prove to his fans uh, that what he's been saying is true, that he wants to knock Golovkin out. Uh, so if we have that, then I think the fight uh, in the last third of the fight, it becomes uh, uh, that uh, uh, where somebody hurts uh, the other and, and, and wins the fight. Uh, if not, it'll be a decision, but a hard-fought decision because they're both very good fighters. A great friend of the program, Abner Meyer, is another fellow Mexican. Had him on the show a few weeks ago. He said that what worries him about Canelo is the, the knee injury. 
says he's not going to be able to run around like he did in the first fight because of that niche, Abner Mars. And he said that's going to force him to stand toe-to-toe, and in the ring, he's not going to be able to do the running around he did in the first fight. Do you agree with that, and doesn't that help Golovkin, the fact that Canelo's going to stand in the ring and exchange? I don't, I don't think his knee's going to be a problem. I don't think so. Uh, Abner's an athlete. Abner's been in there, so he would know a little more but, uh, about those uh, injuries. But I think that they wouldn't be going into this fight if they didn't think he was 100%. Um, I hope that he stands a little more than he did the first time just so the fans get that kind of fight. I hope that he uses his skills. I'm not asking him to go toe-to-toe. What I'm asking him to do is to use his skills and prove to the fans that he's better than Golovkin in a manner that he's shown us in the past. If he does that, I think the fans will be satisfied. Wouldn't lose a draw for either guy. All right, thank you so much for your time. Good luck this Saturday night, and we're rooting for you here on Out for the Count. Thank you. Armando, just wrapped up with Abed Sanchez. It's going to be an exceptional night for boxing, very historic, and we're just glad to be a part of it. Here, as we mentioned to you and and told you all three podcasts ago, we're live here from Vegas and can't wait. Back to you, my man. And thanks a lot, Victor. Um, Very interesting what everybody's saying out there in in Las Vegas, and and we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens with this fight. I've thought long and hard about this uh, this fight. The first fight I picked Triple G off the bat, but you know something's got to be said about Canelo's determination about about his youth. I mean, he is younger, um, so I, I think it's a little. It's going to be a little tougher this time around for Triple G. Um, you know, he's he's gotten a little older, uh, but then again, you know he. He played it a little safe in the first few rounds the, the first time around. And uh, I, I think he's going to be a little more aggressive. So if I had to make a pick right now, I, I pick Triple G by decision. Uh, I think Triple G is going to get the nod this time. Um, maybe there's controversy. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying he's going to win by decision this time. He's going to get the, uh, the the okay from the from the judges in Las Vegas, Nevada. And then, you know, then we'll see what the public says. But um, I, I think Triple G wins wins this fight by by decision, probably uh, majority. I'll go majority decision, uh, no draw this time around. And you know, but like like always, you know, Canelo may say he won the fight. Uh, De La Hoya may say Canelo won the fight. So you know, we'll, we'll see. But I think uh, Triple G has the edge. I think he's going to be a little more aggressive. We saw Canelo slow down in those middle rounds. We'll see what happens if he decides to, uh, you know, go to toe to toe with a uh, with a uh, triple G. But you know, it may it, he may take some big shots, but I just don't see any of them going going down. But uh, you know, aside from that, we they, there's a great card. We have Spike O'Sullivan against David Lemieux, very good fight. Jaime Munguia's back in action, defending his title, and you have the return of Chocolatito, uh, Chocolatito, who um, you know hadn't looked good in his past few fights, uh, but you know he is he is back he is back and uh you know hopefully hopefully chocolatito comes back and and you know makes it to to the point he did a few years ago when he was rated number 1 in some people's pound for pound uh list i i didn't have him number 1 but i had him up there i mean he's a, he's a very talented fighter so we'll see because there's some very interesting fights to be made in the in the lower weight divisions but before we go, you know, we have a few other things to talk about. Sean Porter against Danny Garcia. Like we said, enough for the count. Sean Porter, one of the most annoying fighters to fight in boxing. And it's not because he's he's annoying. He's a, he's a very good dude. <laughs> I, I love Sean Porter as a fighter. But as a fighter, if you're fighting him, I mean, this, this is a guy that that puts his, uh, you know, his, his, his head on your chest. He... 
he'll he'll cut you. He'll you know he'll land some shots. He throws from awkward angles, and he did that against Danny Garcia for the first few rounds. You know, I was like, wow, Danny Garcia, very good. You know, he's keeping Sean Porter at bay. Uh, we may not see the um, the Sean Porter from you know the past fights, and Danny Garcia may have this. I was wrong. I mean, I, I wasn't. I wasn't wrong. I thought it was going to be a very good fight. I predicted a draw. Uh, that's how close I thought this uh, this fight would be. But I was wrong in the sense that after the first few rounds, that I, I thought Garcia had the edge, that uh, that Porter would come back. And I mean, he came back strong. He started fighting his fight about the third or fourth round. Started looking great. Starting landing. Started to land good shots on on Danny Garcia. And and Garcia, you know, he his face was kind of battered. He did land. The more telling shots in the fight were landed by Danny Garcia. But like I told somebody that, that scored the fight for Garcia, you can't count two or three punches from Danny Garcia and then say, oh, the, the, the other two minutes and 30 seconds of the, of the round never happened, where Sean Porter controlled the action, landed the better shots, landed body shots, and was the more active fighter. No, there's a balance. That's why rounds are three minutes long. You, unless unless he really hurt Sean Porter with one of those shots or dropped them, there's no way I'm giving Danny Garcia the round. So I, I scored it 8-4 for, for Sean Porter, 116 to 112. Some other rounds were close, I do admit. So, you know, if, if it would have been a draw or or a little bit of an edge for each fighter, you can't really hate on that. But, but Sean Porter, I thought, won the fight. After the fight, there was talk about fighting Errol Spence. Hey, you know why? Why not? You know, I mean, Errol Spence is uh is one of the top two fighters in that division. Him and and Terence Crawford, um, like Sean Porter said, easiest fight to make in boxing. So so hopefully they make the fight because it's a uh, it's an exciting fight. Uh, Mikey Garcia also wants Errol Spence, so so we'll see what happens. We'll see what gives. But uh, Sean Porter Errol Spence is a good fight. Errol Spence, to, for him, it'll be the toughest challenge of his career because I don't think he's ever had a guy that tough in his face for 12 rounds. And that's what Sean Porter's going to bring. And he's going to be hard to knock out as well. I mean, I know Errol Spence has power. Porter was dropped late by Adrian Broner. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I just don't see Porter getting iced by Errol Spence. I don't think it'll happen. I think it's an intriguing fight. Can't wait to watch it happen, and you know, congratulations to uh, to Sean Porter on winning that coveted WBC belt, and also hopefully Keith Thurman at some point returns, wins a couple fights, and gets back in the mix because Keith Thurman is a very very talented fighter, and it's a shame that he's been on the sideline for for this long with injury and some personal stuff. You know, he he was taken care of, so uh, so we'll see, man. Uh, welterweight division is alive and well. To me, Terrence Crawford is the best anyway, uh, but but that's besides the point. Uh, Crawford is coming back soon against Benavides, so we'll see, and hopefully the, the big match against Errol Spence will be made down the line. But before we go, this Saturday also, the MMA Pro League, Team New Jersey, Team Pennsylvania, from the Hard Rock in Atlantic City, New Jersey. What a, what a good you know concept, this, this concept of team versus team in a, in a pro league. And I, I, I think it's very intriguing. I think it's a, it's a very intriguing concept. Um, th- this is something that they've been working on for, for a long time. And, and it gives that sense of pride for the different cities. Instead of just cheering for one, one fighter, you're cheering for, for, for a city. Team New Jersey versus Team Pennsylvania. Who has the better MMA fighters? Who has the better, the better teams? 
So we're, we're going to find out. And this Saturday, they kick off from Atlantic City, from the Hard Rock, MMA Pro League. Uh, tickets are, are available. You could watch the fight on flowcombat.com. Um, you can watch it on all the streaming apps, you know, Roku, Apple TV. Uh, so this thing's just going to grow. I mean, this is just the beginning. They're adding teams. There's going to be a team in Miami, which we're going to be very proud of. I'll wear the, I'll wear the shirts. I'll go to the fights. Uh, MMA Pro League starting this, uh, this Saturday as well. But I cannot wait to record next week uh, with Victor. I cannot wait to analyze what happened in the Canelo Triple G fight. I know there's going to be a lot to talk about, and man, I, I, I'm i excited. I can't wait to watch the fight. So, uh, you know, for Victor Bermudez, who's out in Las Vegas, Nevada, having the best time possible, I'm Armando Alvarez. This has been Out for the Count on the 5 Reasons Sports Network, and catch us next week where we're going to dissect what happened in Triple G, Canelo, number two.